and welcome to the Learning and Loving to Fly podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Learning and Loving to Fly podcast. I'm Brenton Thrasher, and today we're going to be talking about CFI prep and the check ride. Holy cow, it's come full circle about a year and a half ago now. I was learning how to become a private pilot, and now I'm learning how to become an instructor and help others become a private pilot. It's very exciting in this whole career journey of mine, and uh, it's not easy. CFI stuff was definitely a big challenge. There's so much to know and so much to, to learn and to do. You know, you think you know a lot after becoming a private pilot and even after getting your instrument rating, but once you have to teach it, you actually have to know it in depth and be able to explain it in multiple different ways to different learning styles to be able to get other people to the same place that you're in. So that's where it's uh, a little bit more difficult. So this whole journey started for me in November of 21. It is now March 2022. And really the way that my school does it is they do all of the ground portion first and then they move to flying. So what they want to see is that you know how to teach all of the maneuvers and every, you know, all the lessons ahead of time. Then once they're comfortable with the fact that you can teach those items, then you move into flying from the right seat and performing those maneuvers while teaching them. So although I started my ground training in November, I actually started with the CFI stuff in late October. I started writing my own lesson plans. And I know you can get lesson plans online for free in some cases, and then you can also pay for some. You can also use anybody else's lesson plans. And the reason that I would say not to do that is because you have to know this stuff in and out. You have to be able to teach aerodynamics and you have to be able to teach weather. So the easiest way to refresh your memory on all of the little intricacies of each of those is to write out the lesson plans, research the things that you don't quite remember. And then now you have a whole list, essentially, of what you would cover in a lesson, because when it came to our ground school, for example, we would there were five of us in the class. So we were assigned a topic each time that we came in. So if I had weather, for example, my instructor would say, "Okay, Brenton, you've got weather on Tuesday. So Tuesday, I'd come in and that's all he gave me. I would have to start from scratch and just teach weather. So my lesson plan had, okay, well, let's just talk about convection around the earth first. And let's talk about fronts and how those work. And then we went through everything with thunderstorms and whatnot and what to expect, METARs, all that. And then you had weather services and uh, reports and all of the charts that you can look at at aviationweather.gov. All of that. But how do you know where to get started if you don't have a good lesson plan? And if you're using somebody else's, you might just be winging it the whole time. So that's where it really helped me. I even wrote lesson plans for my FOIs, even though you cannot use your lesson plans for the FOI section of the checkride. That just helped me really ingrain that knowledge into my brain, um, which I think served me very well come the oral portion of the checkride, which we'll get to a little bit later. But the lesson plans were definitely crucial. So writing those out is probably my biggest recommendation as you start going through this. Once I started flying, and this is the, the tricky part to the way that our school tailored this whole CFI plan for us, was 
yes, we did all of the ground first and we practiced all of that stuff and got a little bit better at it. And, you know, speaking in front of other people and helping to teach the topics and whatnot. But once we started flying, we had no more ground. So I quickly started to lose some of that knowledge and forget some of the things that I had crammed for when it became my turn to teach about a topic. So that's something to keep in mind if your school is set up the same way that mine was. We also had to do spin training to start the flying portion, which some people may have earlier on and some people may not. For me, I had it right there at the beginning of the flying portion of the CFI training. And I have to say, spin training was a lot of fun. It was my first time in the right seat. So learning how to take off in the right seat was brand new to me. That perspective proved very difficult for me and a very large challenge throughout the flying portion of the CFI training. But uh, that was my introduction was the spin training. And I had fun with spin training. I, I'm very comfortable with it. It doesn't get me nervous. It doesn't normally get me sick, except I did have a couple drinks the night before this one. So I did get a little nauseous on this one. So I don't recommend that either. But it was a lot of fun. We did about six or seven spins to either direction. And I mean, it, in the Cessnas specifically, when you pull that power out and you I mean, you really don't have to do a heck of a lot to get them to recover from a spin. But, I mean, you get the power out and you get that rudder in the opposite direction. It's really not that difficult. And you don't lose as much altitude as I thought you would um, entering these spins. So I had a great time with it. I don't know about others, but I enjoyed it. I also know that I'm going up there with somebody that doesn't want to die just as much as me. So I'm pretty comfortable with it. I will say, and I'd already mentioned this, but the rest of the training really for me was learning how to fly all of those maneuvers, private and commercial, in the right seat. That whole perspective for me of the right seat really threw me for a loop. I had a hard time with landing, keeping the nose straight. For some reason, the nose was always off to the left a little bit when I thought we were aligned with the runway. So I didn't have enough right rudder in any time I landed as we were going through. The perspective on steep turns and locking in that horizon was completely different for me. I struggled so hard with steep turns on the right seat. It was incredible. Chandel's looked a little bit different to me. Landing wasn't as big of a deal. I figured that out. But the, the approach, the pattern that I had, because I was on that right side and I couldn't, you know, we're doing a left pattern in most cases... I had to look over somebody to find the airport and get my references. So I, I found myself as I was looking, turning toward the airport. So my downwind would get closer to the runway. I would turn base a little too more than 90 degrees so that I was facing the runway a little too early and I'd get closer that way. So just a big learning curve as far as flying from the right seat. And I will say that throughout that training, that was what I fought the hardest because I knew how to do the maneuvers. I could actually speak to how to do, do the maneuvers pretty well. I could describe everything that was supposed to be done, but I struggled flying it. So my CFI training again in the flying portion was more tailored toward learning how to do everything right seat versus learning how to do everything right seat and learning how to describe it to people. I think a lot of people struggle with the talking portion of being a CFI, you know, you're, you're 
normally used to just doing the maneuvers, but now you've got to talk through every little step, every little thought process throughout each maneuver. I'm adding more right rudder here because of this. I'm pitching down here because I need more airspeed. And I see that my horizon's dipping down. So now I'm adding a little power and pitching back up to catch the horizon or whatever it might be. You have to describe all of those items. I didn't have a problem with that. I just struggled with flying the thing. So there were a few maneuvers that I had never actually seen before or tried before that the whole thing was a learning experience for me. And those were secondary stalls, cross control stalls, elevator trim stalls, and then a couple of night maneuvers too. I had never landed without a landing light or landed at an airport without the the, uh, runway edge lighting or anything like that. So I got to do that during my training. It was a lot of fun for me to learn new things and learn how to try to describe them while I was doing them. So that was a good a good thing to to do. I know that as a private pilot, I probably should have learned those. Um, you know, sorry to my original instructor, but he didn't teach me those items before, and it's not a big deal now. I know what they are, and I teach them to my students. But it, you know, that's what happens. The last thing that I'll say about the flying portion of of learning to become a CFI was one thing that was really helpful is my instructor let me fly with another CFI candidate. I mentioned before there were five of us to start. And I pretended, even though I was in the left seat, I pretended to be the CFI while he was practicing the maneuvers in the right seat. So obviously I wasn't getting dual time or anything like this. I wasn't even really getting any PIC time because he wasn't under foggles. I wasn't acting as a safety pilot, but I was practicing, discussing everything and seeing maybe where he had some opportunities for improvement that I could help him through and that sort of thing. And that that proved really helpful. I started, I know a lot of you will like a reference for how long it takes to really prep, get used to that right seat and doing those maneuvers. For me, it looked like I was, I was getting really comfortable probably around the 17, 18 hour mark. I think a lot of places do about 15 hours of flying. That's pretty close. Um, I, I just struggled quite a bit with that right seat, like I mentioned. So I think it took me just an extra couple of hours. Then I got the check ride scheduled and I went for that in late February. I had to fly down to Venice, Florida for the check ride. That's where the DPE was located. So that was kind of fun just to get down there, just clear my head on the way down there, kind of like a commute to work. And we started the oral portion real early in the morning. We started with the FOIs, got those knocked out. For me, particularly, we focused on aeronautical decision making, which I happen to be very familiar with. I'm really glad we didn't talk about some of the other portions of uh, FOIs. There were parts that I was strong on and parts that I was not. But aeronautical decision making was really good for me and uh, it was way less intimidating than I thought. And I will say this for the whole oral portion, it's way less intimidating than it than you think going into it. You're not really talking about, OK, it, tell me exactly how an airplane works. Tell me exactly how to do this or what happens when you get an occluded front and blah, 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 blah. It's not like that. It's more scenario based. Let's talk through situations that you might encounter as a CFI and how you would respond and what information have you seen and how do you get that information? Um, Using the lesson plans was incredibly helpful. 
But we went through a lot of student scenarios. There were a couple scenarios where a pilot that flew, I don't know, helicopters or balloons for a certain number of hours wanted to become a private pilot, airplane, single engine land. So now I have to look up in the regulations how much aeronautical experience they need, what's required, what endorsements they might need. I have to know where to go to find those items. A lot of people will take a whole folder of documents. You've got your far aim tabbed out with all the information. You've got your lesson plans. You've got the pilot's handbook of aeronautical knowledge, maybe the airplane flying handbook. And you've got all these things tabbed out with where to go. You have to regulate. I already mentioned the far aim. And for me, what was really helpful was I have all these documents in a folder on ForeFlight. So if I needed to reference the aim, I just clicked on the aim in ForeFlight, did a quick search for runway lighting, for example, and I could find what I needed right there. And I will say that the DPE right from the get go expected me. He told me that he expected me to use all of the information that I had available to me to answer his questions. So it wasn't expected that I recite all this stuff just from memory or from whatever knowledge I have back myself up with the documents, the FAA documents that um, really provide the answers for me. So going through these scenarios, I just searched private pilot in the FAR and looked up that regulation. And I looked at AC 6165, which is the endorsement advisory circular and found exactly what I needed for those particular situations. Same with other Scenarios where students may have come from other instructors um, in different parts of the state or country to me and they had specific issues or maybe they already had their certificate and they're trying to get a commercial certificate and they maybe they think they know everything. So now you have to battle through all the anti-authority or whatever macho type of uh, uh, hazardous attitudes that that student may be exhibiting. The other stuff we discussed were airspace, spins, collision avoidance, runway incursions. If you actually look at the PTS for CFIs, and I think that's actually going to change to ACS later this year. But if you look at the PTS for CFIs, there are special emphasis items in there. And we covered almost all of those. Not all of them, but almost all of them. So take a look at those. You're bound to um, you're bound to cover quite a bit of those on your check ride. But it was definitely more about scenarios and reciting memorization. And and I can't say this enough. Huge props to myself for creating my own lesson plans and taking the time. I didn't want to. I didn't think I was going to. And I'm glad I did because I think that helped me tremendously. Then you do have to teach a maneuver in your check ride. They tell you the maneuver that you're going to teach ahead of time. So you can use your lesson plans to prep for that and actually practice in front of somebody. Mine was a chandelle. So I had to teach a chandelle in the classroom and then perform that on the flight. We talked a, a little bit about the aviators code of conduct. And then I actually after I think it was a five and a half hour oral, something like that. I had to discontinue because the winds down in Venice were wild. They were variable at 20 knots. I wasn't comfortable that I was going to be able to nail any short field landings or power off 180s that I might be asked to do. So I wasn't very comfortable with that. I discontinued, ended up getting lucky. The next day, the DPE was available. I paid a little bit extra so he could fly up to Tampa to do it. So I didn't have to go back to Venice. And we performed that check ride the very next day. 
And I will say my performance in the flight portion was not solid. It wasn't solid. It wasn't. Um, I, I passed. I will say that I passed the check ride, but it everything could have gone a little bit better. My takeoffs were pretty good. My stalls were good. I'm. I was used to those. My ground reference maneuvers were all good, and I was used to those. Where I struggled a little bit were uh, the landings and slow flight was okay. Uh, Shandell, the one I had to teach, and steep turns. So I. I had had trouble with steep turns. I think I mentioned already throughout my training and it, it was like all of my troubles from training just came back that day. And I, I attribute it a lot really to nerves. I think I was nervous, but I was talking through all the maneuvers. I was within tolerances. I was barely within, but I was within. And, um, you know, we made it happen afterward. We had a good debrief. He asked me to debrief on all the maneuvers that we did throughout the flight. And I said, here's what I thought about this maneuver, this takeoff, this ground reference maneuver. I think I did this really well. And I think I described how to do this really well. I probably could have described this differently. Here's where I needed to be a little bit better coordinated. I lost 70 feet on my steep turn on this side. So I really should have added a little bit more power. But I discussed that during the steep turn. So, um, you know, that's where I could have performed better there and then we we just talked through every single maneuver and landing and takeoff and by that time he uh he hadn't had to take control or anything so i i passed and i was very happy and i can tell you it was a huge huge weight off of my shoulders because it is no joke the cfi checkride is a very very difficult checkride um they're they're none of them are easy because you're nervous throughout the whole time. They're all new maneuvers to you, but the CFI one is particularly difficult and I'm very happy that I've passed. It's now been a month and I have been training a one student I've had so far. So I'm really happy to have gotten my first student. I feel I mean, a thousand times more confident now in the role, I think because there's less stress on me about the check ride. I feel great as a CFI. I'm excited about it. I have fun doing it. I have fun coaching uh, my current student. I've done discovery flights and a checkout flight for renting aircraft. Um, I, I So far, I'm really enjoying it. Nobody's going to get paid a heck of a lot of money just being a CFI unless you make that your career and you're really passionate about it. But um, but I would just say to everybody, you know, all said and done, do your lesson plans, get used to flying in the right seat, chair fly the maneuvers so that you can talk through them as if you're teaching them and, and then try not to stress as much about the check ride because it's not near as hard as all that you've prepped for. It's difficult, but it's not as hard as what you've prepped for. And by the end of it, you're going to have that that weight off your shoulders and you're going to really enjoy your time as a CFI. So that's it. If y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out to me at learning and loving to fly at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If that's it, hope y'all have a great rest of your week. Great rest of your weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, y'all take care and I hope you're still learning and loving to fly. Bye-bye.